0: This is Founders Talk, an interview podcast hosted by me, Adam Stakoviak. We profile founders building businesses online as well as offline. And if you found this show on iTunes, we're also on the web at 5by5.tv slash Founders Talk. If you're on Twitter, follow Founders Talk and me, Adam Stack. This episode is sponsored by SoundStudio 4. Record, edit, and produce your audio with SoundStudio, an easy-to-use Mac app for recording and editing digital audio on your computer. Record professional styling podcasts, spoken words, speeches, presentations, and even music in a high fidelity. And from your high-quality master, you can save in all the major file formats from WAV to AAC to Og Vorbis and more. SoundStudio 4 is available in the Mac App Store today. And by Melchim.com. Powerful email marketing. MailChimp lets you send 6,000 emails per month to a list of up to 1,000 subscribers absolutely free. And even better, they've been working with some of the best designers on the web to create beautiful email templates anyone can use. Whether you're a designer yourself or don't have any experience at all, just plug in your content and that's it. These templates just work. You can learn more at MailChimp.com 5x5. Today's guest is Rick Perot, co-founder and CEO of Unbounce. Enjoy the show. I'm here with Rick Perot, co-founder and CEO of Unbounce.com. Rick, how are you today? I'm
1: very well, Adam. How you doing?
0: You're coming out of Vancouver, huh? Uh, yeah. How's the day up there? Is it nice and cold, or is it pretty warm?
1: It's uh, it's, gray. it's and gray. It'll be gray until about <laughs> April.
0: So as I understand it, the you know obviously you're the the, found, the one of the co-founders of Unbounce, and but I want to learn a little bit more about who you are as an entrepreneur and some of your past. Uh, what can you tell us?
1: Sure. Well, this is actually uh, you know I'm a first time entrepreneur. I've spent my career in kind of on the creative side of marketing. Uh, you know, started my career as a designer. Uh, always had an interest in kind of the business of the companies I've worked for. And uh, I guess about two years ago, I really and kind of encountered this problem that seemed universal. And when I looked for a solution, uh, it uh, kind of led me down this entrepreneurial path. So you know, I come from a creative background, but I feel the last two years I've been really focused on you know the business of Unbounce and business in general, and really learning. It's been awesome.
0: What were, what were some of the things you've done in the past then, like in terms of sales and marketing?
1: Sure, well actually uh, on, on the creative side. So I I was more on the creative direction. Started my career as a designer, worked my way up into management, uh and then uh came, you know, became a creative director, mostly focused online. Uh so I worked really closely with internet marketers, uh worked really closely with web designers and web developers. And uh you know, one of the things actually I, I'll jump right into the story of uh, how I got to here was you know, throughout my career, I time and time again, I just noticed marketing—you know—tools coming out that solve problems for marketers. Um, but yet, when we'd run online campaigns, and I was responsible for a portion of that, uh, especially around the creative and the communication, uh, making sure that got the best conversions that it could. Uh, one of the things that we always had to do, if we wanted to send traffic—you know—ad-specific traffic to a landing page rather than our homepage, which we'd actually have to go outside of our department and work with a web team to actually build these uh, landing pages for us. Now, unfortunately though, marketing and development work to, you know, a different schedule and, you know, planning ahead for us or for marketing sometimes is, you know, you have a meeting in the morning, come up with an idea and you want to launch your campaign the next day to take advantage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And development, you know, they're, you know, uh, especially the, you know, professional IT types, they're really risk adverse and that's, that's their responsibility and which is good, but requires long-term planning. And so, uh, you know, one day I was actually kind of looking around and saying, man, well, you know, these, this, this pain that we're suffering, it's just killing us. Like, we, you know, we can't get our campaigns launched when we need to. And, and I remember saying to a friend, uh, you know, all I need is some little tool that I can just drag and drop some images, create the page, publish it, keep this in, inside the marketing department. So I did some looking around, and uh, I realized there was not at the time there was really nothing like that. Uh, you know, and, there, you know, there there were some enterprise and there still is there's a enterprise solutions that had some components of this, but they're large CMS systems, nothing I can just sign up and try out. And uh, that's when the kind of spark hit me. And uh, I'd been doing, you know, I had for the, most of my career, I started my career in an agency, uh, moved to an in-house team and then moved to, you know, doing consulting. And I saw the that, you know, that same pain over and over again, like, man, we just can't get these pages done. And we know they work better. But you know we're sending traffic to our homepage or to some e-commerce page or you know some other page that we already have because we just can't get these things done. So it was uh, uh, this would have been late 2008, early 2009. Had the idea, looked around, and then I realized I wonder how many other marketers could use this tool. You know this thing that I didn't have a name for at the time, where they could you know the internet marketer who's generally quite technically savvy could actually. You know, they, you know, they they. build things sometimes. A lot of them have some design background, maybe some development background. They seem to be quite technical. Um, you know, this tool that they might be able to use. So I went around, spent a couple of months talking to every marketer I had ever met and uh, trying to understand if that pain point was universal. And it really came back as it, it, it was. So from there, it was really about, OK, let's put some requirements together. Uh, think about a team. And uh, let's make this happen.
0: So, before you actually decided to start moving forward with the idea, you'd had actually done some investigating to all your different uh, friends and colleagues in the marketing world that have possibly felt this pain. What was that experience like going out and asking people?
1: It was actually really encouraging, actually, uh, because it came back, you know, the same. I heard the same thing over and over again. Oh, uh, you know, our IT department. Every website change we make has to go through them. Uh, we can 't launch landing pages we can 't uh, you know we want to do a b testing, but our i t department won 't allow us to put you know Google website optimizer code on these pages you know all these things that and it all came back when I kind of describe a loose idea, what if you had something that did a, B and C and it you know the the feedback was really really positive, so it was really encouraging so right away i, I you know I quit my consulting business i I wrapped up everything I had to do, and then uh, went on this mission to actually start putting this together.
0: So let's talk about this uh, this moment then. This team building, this actually starting Unbounce. What was the the first moments of starting the team and and funding, and how did you actually build the company from the from the ground up?
1: I would well, I, I think from what Unbounce needed to be as a product uh, was came together really quick. Uh, where some of our challenges were, I, I think, early on was, well, how do you actually build a business? Uh, I looked around, you know, once I realized what kind of product, you know, what it needed to achieve, who we're going to market it to, and how we will market, how we'll reach that market, you know, who was going to be on the team, it, that was pretty straightforward. That was really uh, an easy decision on approaching who I was going to approach. But the, the real challenges, I think, early on were, you know, how do you put a business together? Uh, you know, how do you, how do we fund this thing? Uh, you know, I'd never done that before and nobody on the, the, you know, nobody I was thinking to bring on the founding team had ever done that before. And no one in my circle of friends or, you know, my professional network had done that either. Uh, so that was some challenges. Uh, I got, uh, you know, so I think once we, you know, we went in there with just a little bit of blind faith and just, let's just make this happen. And once we, you know, once the idea of Unbound started to come together and, and when the you know, there were six of us actually on the founding team, when all six of us were, you know, day, uh, you know, in August of 2009, when everybody had quit their jobs and we, that first day that we all show up to work and start putting this together, uh, then we went, you know, we went out and just started talking to trying to find, you know, other people who have startups and some of their contacts and trying to get introductions. So that was a really big learning experience for us, Uh, just reaching out and making connections with people, not necessarily around our product, but around a business and financing it. And uh, yeah, just putting that all together. That was a big learning experience.
0: So how did it actually work out then?
1: Uh, you know, we, I, I think uh, right around the same time that we started, there was uh, there was a, there's an organization here in town called boot up labs and they're a kind of an accelerator program for, uh, young entrepreneurs. And we were lucky enough to meet them very early on. Uh, and at, you know, at the time when we thought of unbounce, we never even knew this organization existed. So we met them early on. And, uh, and then from there we just started getting introduction after introduction and uh keeping them you know uh, informed as to you know our progress and you know what we're doing and uh yeah and that that, re- that relationship with the boot up really made you know gave us a lot of connections
0: yeah they're right there in vancouver with you how lucky and, are you to, to have yeah, that uh, yeah. that luck
1: uh, yeah well that's the thing you know uh, i think uh, some of your listeners who are say in san francisco where you have a a culture, an entrepreneurial culture and you have a lot of these incubators and accelerators and you have angel investors all over the place and you know, you'll go out for a beer after work and there's probably five different startups hanging out in, in your, in your uh, local pub that night talking about you know, this and that and how they're raising money and how they're doing you know, the lean startup approach. Or you, you, don't really, you didn't really have that here in Vancouver. Uh, but I will say that's changed. That is really starting to change. But uh, two years ago, when we started this, you know, at least from our point of view, that really wasn't the case here.
0: Well, we're a little further into the story now. I think maybe it's a, it's probably a good moment to to surprise the listeners with if they don't already know what Unbounce is. What is Unbounce, and and what do you guys do at Unbounce? Sure.
1: Uh, well, Unbounce really is a platform for marketers to create, publish, and test ad-specific landing pages. Uh, and again, the idea came out of it as you know, landing pages that are specific to an ad, we significantly better at driving conversions than sending traffic to some generic pre-existing homepage or pre-existing page. Uh, but the challenge, as I discussed, is getting them produced. So we've uh, created a platform that's completely self-served that allows you know, the internet marketers to go in, they literally sign up, create a page, publish it live, uh, run an A-B test, and they can do that without ever having to talk to us or ever having to talk to their IT department.
0: How long would you say it took from startup to, to launch a new page? Not start as a company. Startup is in terms of sign up for a new account yeah, and you know, uh, craft a page and publish it.
1: Sure, minutes, really. Uh, I've seen uh, – on average, uh, I've seen people – there's two ways of doing uh, pages in Unbounce. You can start with a template. So we have templates that we've uh, designed based on our experience um, that you can you – literally you sign up and you're asked to create your first page and you can choose a template. So if you don't have a pre-existing design and you want to do a lead capture page, uh, you know, you can grab the lead capture uh, template, add your logo, add some text about your company and hit a button and you're done. Boom. Yeah. And that literally takes minutes. Now, but all these templates are completely 100% editable and they're built on what we call our WYSIWYG editor. And the editor is really aimed more towards... Uh, companies and brands that have existing designs and pretty stringent brand guidelines where they they want to come in and create something that really matches their brand Uh, and they might have a, a landing page design already and but they just need to rebuild it so they can start from a blank canvas rebuild their you know build their design uh in unbounce and on average uh the talking we've done with customers that have gone down that route is it takes about an hour to get their first design done um, in Unbounce and then publish live. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I hear things like you know from customers where marketing managers who who have don't necessarily have technical skills wanting to get a you know a campaign launched. Their web team is busy doing something else, so they've signed up for Unbounce, uh, created a page. And the feedback they said to me, it's like it would have taken me longer to send an email back and forth with my web team on what I need done, and I just went in there and did it myself and launched our campaign. Wow! That's really that's pretty compelling. That's it's just it's awesome. It uh, you know, and when I look at our customers, it you know, we set out to build something, uh, you know, a business that would really service you know marketers who uh, don't have technical Uh, don't have technical backgrounds. And, you know, the majority of our customers, that's them who, you know, they might, you know, they're generally in management positions or team leads or, and they don't have a lot of HTML and web design experience. So, you know, coding them up a page themselves is really not an option. And uh, they're using Unbounce and they're being very successful with it.
0: So you're, you're two years into Unbounce right now. So I can see that, you know your brand and your site, and obviously the tool is extremely polished. I mean, you guys look really beautiful. I have to give you some comments on that. That you guys look awesome. Excellent, um, thank you. But I'm sure that you didn't start there, right? No. And so you got you know a numerous amount of features you probably didn't even intend to have in the first release of your product. And as I understand that that uh, doing the MVP approach, the minimum viable product approach towards your launch was mm-hmm. critical to even getting started in your in your business. Can you tell me about that?
1: Sure. Well, it was really important for us because uh, we bootstrapped the business, uh, and as first-time entrepreneurs, we didn't have a lot of you know uh, contacts in the investment community, you know, angel investments, and so what we, we saw. It's really important to us to be able to bootstrap and get to, uh, to launch, to be able to take start being uh, generating revenue, and that's a you know a much better story to tell rather than hey, we got this great idea, but you know we've never built a business before and. It, we it was our we really felt that we needed to get there, so uh yeah, taking a really uh m v p approach was pretty critical for us when we started uh, originally it was just going to be a, a creation and publishing platform, uh, but as we really dug in and started talking to marketers, we realized that uh a b testing was f- way more important to marketers than we thought it was um today. So it kind of evolved that way to not just public creation and publishing, but actually creation, publishing, and testing. And when we, so we launched, we started developing in August of 2009, and in January of 2010, we entered a private beta uh, with about 100 companies, and they provided, as soon as there was something they could actually put their hands on and play with. Uh, you know, we created these accounts, had them in, and then just started listening to the feedback and watch, you know, seeing what they're creating. And, uh, we opened it up a little bit more and a little bit more. And the day we had somebody say, I'd pay for this today was the day we said, okay, let's just open it up and start charging for it. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, it was great. And, you know, we really wanted to get to that point because we, we also felt, uh, which was true you know we had a we had a hunch that the day people start paying for this is when we're really going to start getting some good feedback and that was so it was really important to us to get to a point where people that we had a product uh, a minimum viable product that people would pay for that companies would pay for and uh, so we did that was uh may of uh, 2009 or sorry may of 2010
0: okay so you're you you launched a closed beta in January, yeah. and, uh, and in May you did. Uh,
1: we opened it up in in uh, with our pricing in May, and I guess what you'd say we did our official launch of G- uh, June of two
0: thousand and ten. Okay. It, one thing I'm, I want you to talk on, and, and hopefully you can give uh, some some deep details into your experience with this, is that whenever you get to that that minimum viable product approach, you know, specking that out, figuring out what that is. What happens, though, when you get a little bit deeper into one feature and you start realizing that you need other things or you think you need other things? You know, what do you what do you do about that?
1: Wow. Uh, you know, those are the kind of discussions we have almost on a daily basis. Um, we one of the things that we try to do is especially now, because, you know, we've we launched a minimum viable product. We have customers paying for it. And now these customers have, you know, wish list. Oh, I really wish it did this and this and this. Um, So we we do a lot of things like we we talk to our customers a lot. We poll our customers. We we use things. We use Get Satisfaction as our community platform where people can vote on features. And uh, we don't just focus on features though. I think it's one of the big difference between trying to understand what a customer is trying to achieve uh, rather than a specific feature. So when a customer says to us, "I'd really like a button that did this," you know, we generally we want to know why and you try to understand what they're really trying to achieve um but yeah we i think we we really focus you know we're still uh we're resource uh capital efficient is like what we like to call ourselves and what the, what we mean by that is we don't want to spend money on things that aren't going to work we just can't afford it at this time and we don't want to spend resources and you know cycles development cycles on things that people don't need so it's really important for us to constantly have that dialogue, uh, and really look at, you know, look at the pages customers are creating, seeing where their pain points are, uh, listen to feedback, go out and talk to you, you know, we've got a great relationship with a lot of our customers uh, that we know on first name basis. And, you know, we talk to them. And then we, you know, we, we pulled all this, Stuff from get satisfaction and phone conversations and we in emails that we get and support we tag what you know support issues we have uh and then we look at that constantly and prioritize you know fixing or addressing issues based on all that information and I'm not sure there's a i don't think we've got the whole model down yet but uh, it's, it's 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 constantly a work in progress but i think uh I think that approach has worked really well because it's allowed us to uh, really focus our time on the things that are most important to our customers.
0: Well, let's talk about ramping up for a bit. I mean, you've got the the product design down a least. You understand that you need to stay minimum or minimal to to achieve the financial needs you have, because obviously you mm-hmm. can't spend too much development time or man hour times on developing features that aren't crucial to incoming gen, uh, incoming revenue on mm-hmm. launch. When you right. When you open this beta up with 100 users, how do you go about ramping up to get those 100 users? And how do you go from 100 to, I don't know, how many how many users do you have now? Can you freely share? that?
1: Yeah, well, we've got 12 about 1,300 active uh, companies uh, and uh, individuals uh, using Unbounce. And that includes uh, a percentage of those on our freemium. That includes our kind of secret deal that we give to startups. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's where we're at right now. We, when we started coding, the day we started coding was the day we started marketing. And what I mean by that is we made an investment in our blog. Uh, I don't know if, if your listeners have ever had an opportunity to see the unbottoms blog, but Ollie Gardner writes the unbottoms blog and he's been doing, he's been involved in landing pages and optimization for a big chunk of his career. And uh, myself, very similar where we were involved in the conversion aspect, but working on in-house teams, you know, we were never, you know, uh, public in terms of, you know, we didn't go out to conferences and speak and write books or anything like that. But we had all this experience and all this knowledge and we thought, why don't we write about this day one and start building a following and start collecting leads. And so by the time we were ready to go to beta, we already had a relationship with easily a hundred companies. Um, so that was that was the benefits of you know kind of what I call starting to market the day you start coding, and it, it you know it influenced it, you know we were when we were talking discussing you know uh, features even before we had our beta open we were able to go to some you know some of our content some of these leads and say here this is what we're thinking about this capability what do you think so we had that you know customer uh, feedback pretty much from day one
0: yeah you know, I actually. Um, I'm working with a startup right now, and this is exactly what I'm trying to advise them to do. And I didn't even know that we would speak uh, a couple of weeks later after giving them this advice. But you know, my thought is that if you can establish yourself as a as an authority and educate mm-hmm. people, that they're going to certainly trust you and appreciate you and, and follow you. And as yeah. an authority, yeah. And, and if Absolutely. anybody ever props up around you as a competitor, then you'll be you know you'll be the Xerox first. You know, you yes. won't be. You know the second coming.
1: It's it certainly helps, uh, and it, you know on that note, I think Ollie uh, Ollie's writing is yeah really amazing.
0: Your blog is and, phenomenal,
1: <laughs> and what it's really helped us do is establish ourselves in, in the industry, make connections with all the thought leaders in the space, um, and uh, yeah, I think as you say, from a from a competitive point of view, you know that's the approach we've taken, and I, and I think it help it does help companies, uh, you know. Fence themselves off a little bit from competitors. Uh, if you can really get in there and establish establish yourselves as thought leaders um, in a particular market, so uh, yeah, I think that's really good advice. If you're if you know if you're a startup, you know, and you you've got a product that's going to solve a particular pain, you know, write about it. Write about it from day one.
0: That's. Yeah, uh, it was actually yeah. It's pretty funny because I went back through your blog archives, and it was August of 2009 when you guys first started blogging, and I think you mm-hmm. didn't even start really developing the product or getting everything in order with what you wanted to do as a business, let alone the product itself, until you know October, November timeframe. So Ali and your team was already busy developing um, all this different content, and as I understand it, you even launched this 100 ways um, this ebook. What was it called? Mm-hmm. 100 yeah. ways to.
1: 101 uh, landing page optimization tips.
0: There you go. Yeah. And, and to launch with that kind of authority, free too, and you give that away.
1: We give it away. Wow,
0: that's yeah. that's intense.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was it was uh, I was where did I read that? It was uh, I think it was Seth Godin who said, you know, give away your you know your expertise, and when someone actually wants to solve that problem, they'll come to you. To, you know, they'll actually come and hire you at this point. You know, if you can give it away early on and be noticed. And I, that always stuck in my head. I was like, wow, that's a really good approach, you know? Uh, so that was a, kind of our thinking with the 101 optimization guide. It was, uh, you know, landing page ebook. Just like get out there, give it away, and start building relationships with people who find that content valuable. And then in the future, let's invite them to our beta. <laughs> And, so that's they, how, and
0: that's I, how you and that's how you ramp up.
1: And that's how we ramped up.
0: Wow, that's that's an awesome story. Let's um let's talk about a little bit core uh, information to your business in terms of the landing page in general. I think maybe people have misconceptions to what it is or what it mm-hmm. isn't. What exactly is a landing page in comparison to say, I don't know, your homepage?
1: Sure, a landing page uh, is a page developed specifically for an ad, and it, you know. In theory, any page that you know uh, that traffic lands you know that arrives on is a landing page, but when we talk landing pages, what we 're really meaning is you know these pages that you create for an for an ad campaign, and you know if you've got this special promotion or an ad cam- you know an ad campaign promoting you know your a product or service or uh, you know a, or a specific sale, generally sending that traffic to your home page is not a good idea because your homepage is kind of like this all-purpose, do everything, ca- you know,
0: catch-all. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a catch-all. Yeah. So, so if I've got an ad and it's got a particular headline, you know, it's got a particular value proposition, and I, pro- you know, and that ad attracts somebody to say, hey, that's what I'm looking for, and I click that. Well, you want your landing experience to match that ad, you know, and really simply, you know, your headline should be very, if not identical, very similar to what prompted. The prospect to click the ad in the first place. You should have a few key points, keeping you know, your page really really simple, uh, describing you know why that you know that prospect should continue, and then a, call, a clear call to action. So hey, I, you know the prospect goes, am I at the right place? You know once they click an ad, they're going to ask themselves, am I at the right place? Is this what I'm looking for? And if so, how do I participate? And that's really what a landing page helps facilitate. And, you know, if you can do that really well with a landing page, the odds of converting a prospect into a customer go up significantly. Uh, so that's what really what we mean when we talk about landing pages. Uh, you know, and that's what the Unbounce platform is focused on. Uh, you know, there are other types of landing page. You talk to uh, an organic SEO guru. When he talks landing pages, he talks about pages that are going to, you know, capture that'll rank well in in Google uh, or any search engine organically. Uh, that's a different that's a different problem. Uh that's not the problem that we're trying to solve.
0: But these landing pages, I mean, I'm not trying to knock down on bounce, sure. but um Anybody could produce a landing page. It doesn't take Unbounce to produce it. It's Absolutely. just that you facilitate making it easier for people yeah. who often felt the pain of man. I got to deal with my IT yeah. department or all these different hurdles or committees or whatever to get this one thing done. And our team is amped. Our team is psyched, and they've got you know they've got the the market test. They've spoken to the users. They've got the feedback. They know how to do it, and they can't mm-hmm. execute. So this is the problem of execution.
1: Correct. Like uh, you know a landing page. You know Unbounce didn't invent the landing page. Uh, I think it was was Tim Ash that made the whole concept quite popular uh, and, you know, proved their effectiveness. Uh, Yeah, if you've got the – you know, most marketers who are doing landing pages rely on an in-house team, and uh, the pain that Unbounce solves is those who can't get them done, uh, who don't necessarily have the resources or need to get them done quicker, uh, Unbounce facilitates those needs. And there are other companies now uh, doing very similar things. Uh, who are you know who approach the whole uh, landing page problem uh very similar to the way we have
0: you know what I love about this uh actually Rick, is that you know we talk about the pain, and when we first uh introduce you to the to the listeners who are listening now, you know I said. You know, tell me about your your past and your history, and what you described was the pain you felt as someone who was in design, as someone who was a creative that was leading a marketing team to produce results, mm-hmm. and everything that Unbounce is, and everything that Unbounce serves, is because of a pain you felt, you know, a little over two years ago, and decided to take an action on. How okay. do you how do you feel about, I guess, just life in general, where your life is going, having. Taken the risk and jumped off on the ledge and said, "I'm just going to do this. I'm going to put together the team and just figure it out."
1: Yeah, it's well. Actually, I feel awesome. Uh, This has been the greatest two years I think in my career. It's uh, you know, it's had its challenges. There's no doubt, and it will will continue to have challenges. But I I look back, you know, every day when I'm going through a a, a, you know a tough challenge, I, I look back on those early days thinking about the idea and bring the team together. I just think man, we're, I'm so glad we did this. Uh, you know, it's it's been a really good experience.
0: Can you even and, imagine your life if you didn't?
1: Oh, I you know, I'd still be a creative having this pain and uh, you know, I'd be using uh, another a different platform. <laughs>
0: I, before we got on this call, I was actually commenting to you that I used to do some of the things that uh, that revolve around creating landing pages and helping clients mm-hmm. do these different things, and I've sort of stepped away from that role over over my career. But you know, ultimately, I, I I reflected back and thought, well, what if there was an unbounce whenever I was doing it? What kind of problems I would have been solved, and how my life would have diff- been different? Mm-hmm. But you know, I think as entrepreneurs and creators and starters and people who just have an idea, have faith in it, and just go. Uh, trusting that somehow it'll work itself out. The finances, the idea, the team, the technology, whatever. You know, we impact people's lives uh, in such great ways that I think not only is it beneficial to us, but you know, ultimately we get to help so many people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think you you, you touched on something there. It's like I think as entrepreneurs or or people thinking about being an entrepreneur, I think you just got to do it. Uh, you know, believe in yourself and just do it. Uh, and it's, you know, once, once it all starts to come together, uh, you know, y- like in our own situation, we had no idea how we were going to build, you know, create this business. Uh, but it's, you know, it all comes together and you learn and, uh, you know, I'll tell you, it's a lot, a lot of work, but boy, it's a lot of fun too.
0: The payoff is big time.
1: Yeah. The payoff is big time. It's, uh, you know, I, I really feel awesome. And you know, the other thing I, just, to, you asked me about how I feel and I'll tell you the real rewarding Part is every day we get emails from customers every single day, from uh, you know a marketer somewhere in a marketing department who's been using our product and write us and you know in detail telling telling us how much success they've had with Unbounce and how it's changed the way they they do things or how it's made them look at landing pages differently and how it's allowed them to start doing testing and it's made the marketer a hero within their organization. And, uh, I just think that is awesome. That to me is, you know, that's what gets me up in the morning. It's just hearing those customers. Uh, and you know, we're in, we're in a B2B space. So these are really busy people taking the time to actually write us and provide us with this feedback. So that's, you know, that's, that says something, I guess that's, uh, it's certainly encouraging.
0: Well, let's talk about taking feedback real quick, uh, in terms of how it's developed your product. Mm -hmm. And obviously you had, uh, your own pain, which influenced the design of the product initially, and you kept mm-hmm. that minimal to get launched. But yeah. how has the feedback of your customers? You mentioned use get satisfaction and various other tools to solicit feedback from your uh, your trustworthy and loyal uh, user base. What what impact has that had on the product design itself?
1: Uh, it's increased our to, our to do list significantly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in, no, all no, seriously, it's it, it's really. Uh, I think it's helping the product evolve to, uh, really meet the needs of, uh, our customers. Um, you know, we, we try to spend time, um, you know, we spend time on, you know, improving the use, you know, the overall usability of the product. We spend uh, a portion of our time on, uh, new, f- uh, capabilities for the product. So, you know, some of the things that are coming down right, uh, on the pipe right now is, you know, multi-user features. Uh, so it'll make it easy for a team to use Unbounce. Uh, multi-client management. So we have a lot of you know small agencies using Unbounce, but they you know they set up multiple you know, set up an account for each of their clients. So we're looking at making that a lot easier, uh, which will make Unbounce a lot more attractive option for agencies. And uh, and then finally, we you know part of our uh, where we spend some time on is trying to integrate with the tools that marketers are already using to make that whole flow of, you know, especially around lead capture and lead management a lot easier. So one of the first ones we had done uh, was with uh, MailChimp, which turned out to be really successful. And so, you know, so now we've got a whole string of integrations that we're working on right now. And that, you know, that was really driven by customer demand. And it's turned out to actually be really good for the business because it's also, uh, you know, uh, an acquisition tool by doing these sorts of integrations, so it serves our customer, but it also benefits the business. So it's kind of win-win there.
0: The web as a mashup is uh, is pretty intense. You got uh, your relationship with Mailchimp, and I liked how you said that though when you said that you wanted to integrate and leverage and use tools they were already using. So that yeah. kind of that kind of reduces the learning curve and the friction mm-hmm. to even get involved. Was you know was that uh, was that your bright idea or was that just something you just stumbled upon?
1: Um, geez, I'd like to say it was my bright idea, but I think it was something we kind of stumbled upon. (laughs) It was, uh, you know, it it, it was actually really early on people saying, hey, well, you know, I'd like my leads in this. And I'd like, I I think at a high level, we always thought we would integrate with uh, other tools. We'd seen other companies actually like MailChimp do that quite successfully. Uh, And it's really, you know, you see a lot of, you know, the Web 2.0 services, you know, companies now, you know, as part of a big part of their marketing strategy is to integrate with other companies. So I think at a high level, we always thought we would do that. And it was really, though, once we had customer feedback on that, we knew how we were going to do that, which was, you know, we got to the real specifics on how, you know, you could use Unbounce with, you know, this service or that service.
0: You know, in this, uh, in episode 10 of Founders Talk, I talked with Ryan Holmes of Hootsuite. I think Mm -hmm. he's also a, um, a, also in Vancouver as well. Yeah, they're with you just guys. down the
1: street
0: from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I asked Ryan about his relationship with Twitter because mm-hmm. um, obviously Hootsuite integrates with that. It's a one of the you know biggest pieces that you can broadcast to from Hootsuite, and you know I, I really wanted to, to glean off a lot from that in terms of integrating with 30 third parties and having that be. Um, you know of financing or you know driving revenue to your product itself or even bringing mm-hmm. on the users which ultimately brings in revenue, so mm-hmm. for you with integrating with third parties, what are some of the ways that you go about forging these relationships with the third parties and how do you show them your value
1: wow uh well right now uh like i said we you know we get customer feedback uh and once we have that customer feedback and you know we make a decision that this would be something we, you know, this third party would like to integrate with, it's just really, it was reach out to them and uh, say, Hey, this is what we do. This is the pain we solve. And uh, you know, we think that our customers, our mutual customers would benefit through an integration. And uh, to date it's, you know, it's been, uh, hasn't, that has, that hasn't been a big challenge. I think a lot of, uh, especially are the companies that we're looking to, uh, integrate with, they have, you know, their customers have that pain as well around landing pages. And a lot of companies are looking at ways to help their own customers improve their conversion rates so that they would retain them longer. Uh, if so, so, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, the cha- the challenge we're having is, is just being able to, uh, I guess I mean, there's so many companies we could integrate with, uh, it's you know choosing the right ones at the right time. That's our our big challenge right now, with everything else that we have to do. But I, I would just say I would just say reach out if uh, and one of the things I found uh, qu- quite surprising actually. But it seems you know you reach out to somebody and most people and most companies are willing to have a conversation.
0: And so when this conversation happens and you get to the negotiating tables of having this partnership, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Does money exchange hands how does you know how does this scenario work for the entrepreneurs who are out there saying hey I'd like to build this product and it might integrate with these different technologies I, I guess what mm-hmm. I want to ask you is should they go there expecting to have to pay them or get paid or how does that relationship truly work is is it something that's typical across the board or is it something where they should expect to get paid or or, uh, or pay the, the third party
1: that's actually a really good question and you know that's the when I first approached it I thought there'd be a lot more of those types of conversations. But in fact, what I have realized, in, at least in my experience, is that um, most people I've talked to aren't interested in, say, things like revenue share. Uh, they're much more interested in, hey, you help solve a problem for my, my customers, and I'll help solve a problem for your customers, and we'll pat each other on the back and promote one another. That's the seems to be most of the conversations I'm having. Now, that's maybe because of the industry we're in. Uh, but that's that's generally the kind of conversations that I'm having right now.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's actually I love. See, I I say behind the scenes. I guess I say it out there loud too on mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook or whatever. But you know, whenever I meet somebody and they ask me, you know, Adam, why do you why do you help people? Or why do you even go out of your way to help people like that? I just say that I think the world would be better if if it were about people helping people. You know, I think if more people went out of their way to help other people, um, you know. Try to imagine how different this world would be if it were like that for everybody.
1: Absolutely, actually, I I had a call this morning. Uh, It was we we had an email exchange a week ago, and we set up a call. And I had a a call with an entrepreneur as well, and they have a business that would uh, benefit our customers uh, without a doubt. And you know, he was you know. As well, kind of talked about, well, you know, if there'd be some revenue share, or if there's, you know, if he'd have to pay, or anything like this. And I said, "Wow, this is, seems like a really great service. How about we just start making an announcement about it and start recommending, you know, your service to some of our customers and see how it goes from there." And he thought that was awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, so he was like, "So I don't have to pay you?" Yeah, let's just keep it simple. Uh, for me, the benefit we get from Unbounce is that we, you know, we have some customers who have a, pay, a particular pain that Unbounce doesn't solve because it's a different it's a different problem but his business would solve that problem so why don't we just recommend our customers to use his business our customer is happy he's happy we're happy i like it it's simple
0: <laughs> I, you know i think people probably waste way too much time trying to create revenue from scenarios like that than it would be just to shake hands and say let's be friends and yeah you know go I, down this road together we, and i'll help we you generate and you help me.
1: revenue you know we generate revenue from customers using our platform so if we can have a customer that's solving all his problems because we he's using he's paying us to use our platform and he's using these other services that we've recommended to solve other pain points that he has, he's going to be a happy customer. We'll make, we'll make our revenue from that and yeah, we don't need to make you know revenue from every person or, you know every partner that we work with.
0: Speaking of happy customers, um, there's a website um, that's being launched on Compare, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you know about this because it was yes a pretty popular blog post, kind of totally evangelizing Unbounce, mm-hmm. and they pretty much said Unbounce plus woofu plus Mailchimp equals sexy segmentation. Yes, and they basically just described how they were going to launch in three weeks, and the blog's mm-hmm. actually at three weeks to live dot com. There's a blog post I'm sure you can find there if you're uh, searching the internet now. But um, let's talk about happy customers. Like this is in my opinion, the best marketing you can get. And you didn't have to pay for this.
1: I never, yeah, I never had to pay for it.
0: Uh,
1: we, one of the other things that we made a decision on very early on is while we, we, don't, have a, we don't have a sales team, we, we really, we're focused on making Unbound self-serve. However, we did set, you know, we, we made a decision, we're going to really focus on providing very quick, very effective customer support. So someone signs up, they're trying to build a page. They run into a problem. You know they're going to get a. You know they can contact us. They can call us. Or you know the number's right there. One, uh, call us toll free, and we're going to help them out. And what that's done is, yeah, it generates customers that are successful. And what you know, what we saw uh, this recent blog post, we get these all the time now of people writing on their blogs about, wow, I just built this page and unbounce and. Uh, you know, I ran into a problem. They helped me out. They have great support. And here's what I did. And you know, they walk through their own little how-to or a case study. Uh, and it seems like every other week, there's somebody doing that. That we've yeah, we've never had to pay for. We've never, you know, so we never had to solicit it. And uh, I, I I think that's just awesome. It, it says uh, it, it says a lot to what our our support team have have, have done. Um, and uh, and another interesting fact on that note over just over 50 percent of all our customers come through word-of-mouth referral Wow so that's uh, yeah so that's our you know that's trust that's what we look at to judge uh, you know how effective spending resources into support and really helping customers be uh, successful uh, you know that's one of the things that one of the metrics we do look at
0: and that is uh, is why Ollie is uh, the director of inbound marketing. I think that's, yes. a, that's a cool term, is inbound marketing. Obviously, I mean it's been around for a while now, but I like thinking about that because a lot of times, and you're it seems like you're a fan of Seth Godin because you, uh-huh. you mentioned him earlier. But you know, Seth will tell you, you know, you're out there broadcasting your message and you're just trying to spam people with your message and saying, "Hey, look at me, look at me," but instead, be remarkable. Yeah, and and in you know. Mm-hmm future customers, happy customers will uh you know will come your way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh actually uh Dermesh Shah actually writes a lot about this uh from HubSpot. And it was somebody uh you know he had some great advice early on um you know about you know make it easy for your customers to find you. Uh you know, and that was that was something that kind of stuck in my head. Just a simple concept. Uh, so again, you know, writing that blog and you know, creating you know something valuable that people will you know, will read, they'll share, uh, they'll talk about. Uh, that's really what we've you know we've you know we've done a little bit. Of, you know, we've experimented with some pay per click and some you know some banner ads, and you know we get people pitching us all the time for, you know, some marketing service they have and, but, you know, the most effective stuff has been these just, uh, you know, writing our blog and helping customers be successful. And uh, that's been our best marketing.
0: I actually was going to read that book, Inbound Marketing from, uh, I'm not sure how you say his name because it's uh, it's one of those names. It's like my last name. It's more than nine letters and it it just gets you tangled up right away. But Inbound Marketing, that book, I was, it's on my list to, to read and, this is a fascinating subject to me.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, Ollie's read it. And it's sitting there in the office and uh, I've been meaning to actually, uh, I actually follow his blog. I've never actually read the book. Uh, sorry, Dharmesh, I haven't had the time. <laughs> but uh, Ollie has and loves it. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, I, I think, uh, you know, internet, especially in the internet and I think. Consumers today are a lot savvier, uh, than they were, uh, you know, a a generation ago, let's say, and especially internet users. And, you know, it's not that, you know, we want to buy stuff. We just don't want to be sold to. Uh, so as a, you know, when I'm looking for a product or service, you know, I want to go and I I want to, I want to find a company that, you know, is transparent that I could reach out on Twitter to the founder or, you know, I can ask some questions about their, the product and service. You know, I want to build, I start building a relationship before I start actually paying for something. Uh, And I think that's where a lot of web companies today uh, are benefiting from, you know, they're growing their businesses by doing those things and being transparent and, uh, you know, helping their customers. You know, when I, I talk to other founders who have, you know, other online services and you know their stories are all pretty much the same hey you know while we're focused on uh, we write our blog and we provide great customer support and you know I hear that over and over and it it it, it seems to work
0: it's uh, it's funny how you mentioned being so in touch with the founder of the CEO because um you know a little bit uh, about five minutes ago we mentioned that that blog article at three weeks to dot dot com mm-hmm. um, and you were the very first comment so you reached out to them mm-hmm. That's um. That shows yeah. the transparency and, and the commitment to 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 serve our customers.
1: And you know, and Justin and I have uh, exchanged some emails since, and uh, you know, there's there's something in the works which uh, can't talk about yet. But uh, yeah, it's uh, they're you know, seem like a really great bunch of guys doing something really cool. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to uh, seeing the service launch.
0: Which uh, and I guess the elusiveness of that could bring us to not so much that subject, but to the next subject, which could be. Uh, something that's super secret. So, you know, what's on the radar of you or Unbounce? Um, You know, what's something super secret that no one else knows that you can talk about today?
1: (sighs) Super secret. Breaking news. Heard here first. All right. Uh, Well, as I, uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, Unbounce uh, this year. We've got, you know, some great things, great partnerships in the works. But uh, I guess the real super secret thing is – you know we've made a decision to uh you know raise some capital and uh so we are going to be uh spending some time on that over the next uh uh the, you know this early part of this year so that's uh that's something new and have you been resisting raising capital before we uh i guess what we've been telling people before is you know maybe in the future but not right now uh and in in part because you know we we really needed to figure out, you know, it's not just building this product and launching this product, but really figuring out how we're going to reach our, you know, making sure that we know how we're going to reach our audience, uh, making sure we have good product market fit. Uh, and then once we know where we'd spend money, uh, then, maybe you know, then it's time to potentially look to raising money. And I, I think that's what the stage we're at right now. That's, and, you that's know, smart. Really, yeah and, you know so we're looking for you know we're not in a rush but we're we're looking for partners that you know can really help us grow the business who not only can help bring some capital to the to the business but also have expertise and uh and can really help and mentor us you know we're all first time entrepreneurs and uh we might all we're all a little older than a lot of you know entrepreneurs that start their first business but uh you know we could still uh we're, you know, we could use some mentorship as well. So we're looking, it's going to be an exciting uh, chapter in the Unbound story that we're looking forward to.
0: It seems so obvious to know what you should build before you raise capital to build, right?
1: Yeah, well, it is. And, you know, I not everybody does that, I guess,
0: but... <laughs> well, kudos to you for being wise and uh, sitting back on your loins and sticking to uh, satisfying customers, I think that's that's certainly you know definitely a good thing. And, and your blog is is tremendous. You have to thank Ollie for me um, yeah. for producing such a massive amount of uh, of customer education, and that's just a a, a fantastic resource. I, I definitely plan on diving into a number of different articles he's written, and I have to say I've actually had a couple aha moments myself. Um, reading some of his posts, so I'm excited to go back and, yeah, and dive he, into it.
1: He surprises me as well on a regular basis. <laughs>
0: you, yeah. Rick, it's been a pleasure uh, having you on the call today. I, I think uh, you got something great here, and I wish you the best luck and keep moving forward.
1: Excellent. Well, Adam, thank you very much, and uh, I look forward to talking again real soon. Thank
0: you, Rick. Okay, take care. Thanks again to our sponsors, Sound Studio 4 and MailChimp.com. And thanks to you for listening to the show. Head to iTunes right now to share your comments and give the show a rating. It's the best way for you to help this show get discovered. Thanks for listening.